Hello and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government, discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm Bob DeMarco filling in for Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, I'm speaking with Brandy Mueller, Customer and Technical Support Center Branch Chief with Land Development Services. And she's here to talk about the county's new permit library and give us some insights into the permit process here in Fairfax County. Brandy, thanks for being here on the County Conversation Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, let's just start with a basic overview. What is the permit library and what's its purpose? Great. So thank you for asking. Um, So I work for Land Development Services, which is the regulatory agency in Fairfax County. Uh, So they're really the ones where they're overseeing compliance. So when you're going to develop something or build in the county, something as simple as a deck, something as complex as a condo building, um, you need to apply for a building permit to get that regulatory approval and oversight. We want to make sure you build a safe and sustainable structure with limited impact to the environment and you meet certain compliance regulations for safety, for public safety. And so we realize as with a lot of government uh, policies and practices, it can be complicated. And so recently, um, as early as October of last year, we launched a new permitting system. We call it PLUS. And it is a new permitting and land use system. That is what the acronym PLUS stands for. And it's our database in which we can accept electronic submissions. Now, we're fully digital, and our customers can submit and upload through the system. Um, However, when we launched it, we realized we were missing an informative way of educating a layman's person on how do I manage this process? When is it required? When do I submit? How do I submit? And so we developed this comprehensive permit library, as we've deemed the name, and it works in tandem with this system. It kind of is our focal point, our introductory page to the citizens to say, here's what land development services is, here's what services we offer, um, and here's how you navigate this system. We have information and infographics that explain when a permit is required and what type of permit you would apply for. And then you use that information to navigate the library and go to that specific record type. For example, if you want to build a deck on the back of your home, you're going to go to this page and you're going to see that it explains that a deck requires a permit and it explains that's an alteration permit. And then it will link to that page, that record type, and it will explain in detail what type of permit that is, what the requirements associated with that permit are, how you submit what you need to upload, and it walks you through. It's a guide, a user guide, um, to explain how to navigate the submission. It sounds like it's very searchable. A lot of the uh, county's new documents, guiding documents over the past 10 years that I've come in contact with, a, a great effort has been um, has been put in to make sure that every term is kind of searchable and yes. linked. Is that this kind of a correct? So we realize through the years we've developed various resources and publications to explain processes, but they didn't reside in one location. The permit library is our way of coalescing all of these various documents and instructions and organizing them in a way by type, so that when you use the helpful information to determine this is the permit you need. You then can go to one page 
and find everything that's related to that permit type. You don't have to go look anywhere else on the page. Everything is linked and explained on that one page. And you can get to it from Google or any search engine. Um, you can type Fairfax County permit. You can type, if you happen to know, Fairfax County alteration permit. If you happen to know the type, you can navigate right to the page. Otherwise, you will enter through our our home page, and we have um, an explanation, an introductory paragraph to explain who we are, what we do, and how you probably want to get started, which is we're assuming you probably got here because you're doing some kind of construction on your property or your business. You need some kind of approval. You don't know what that is. So a great way to figure that out, visit our permit library. And so that is really our entry point to our, our programs that we offer. How was the need for this uh permit library identified? I think it happened organically over time, but the bigger push was when, when COVID happened, um, there was a drastic change with all the work cultures that we moved to a virtual environment. Um, staff were teleworking more often. The, we created an electronic submission system. We were projecting to head that way naturally, but uh, COVID expedited that for us a bit. And so we had an interim database that we used prior to the formal launch of the PLUS system. And we realized that it kind of naturally made some business processes change. And when you have an um, in-person interface, you can walk a customer through verbally and do a lot more explanation. When you move to a, a virtual an electronic system, we realized there wasn't as the content on the web page wasn't as easy to find, to locate. You had to really be a subject matter expert to find the content. And so we recognized pretty early on that there was a need to develop this resource tool, not just for the customer, but for our staff. Uh, we set up a call center when we went virtual, and it was really supposed to help guide customers. But we realized that those employees didn't even have one, one area on the web page to go to find everything. They had, everyone had to know in order to find it. So this permit library was the vision of our director, um, Bill Hicks, who's the director of land development services. And he set up a team. I was one of the members on that team to work with the various, we're a large agency, so to work with the various branches with subject matter experts. I am lucky to have many of them within my team. And we created this content. And some of the content already existed. It was just, you know, on a page somewhere. And so we just created this and we worked with a consultant to help come up with the naming convention because we wanted someone who wasn't within the agency to help identify how is this resource best communicated with the public to the layman's person, and that, that is best given by a different perspective sometimes. So the consultant was really great in helping us create something that would reach a larger audience. Um, and so we got we started this process uh, in the early summer, May, June, and we launched it in September. And it's been a great resource. Now, it's ever-evolving. Right. We, we imagine we have a, a team that will continue to meet to systematically update because our policies update and, um, and expand. We have a survey on the bottom of every page so that we can receive feedback from customers on what was useful, what wasn't, what's missing. Uh, we do outreach amongst our own agency members because we know we have subject matter experts that know more than myself and the team. If you think we're missing information, tell us what we're missing. So it, it will be an ever-evolving mechanism, um, but we really believe that this is a resource that we want to prioritize and just dedicate our services to developing. As a resident and as someone who's had a lot of work done on his house, uh, I appreciate the fact that you sought um, 
counsel from someone who's outside of the process so they could give you something that everyone can understand layman's terms as you said before and um, <clears throat> but also that probably translates well to builders and contractors and architects and such who you know they have to know some of that stuff but really they know what they know and the permit is just part of what they have to do so it seems like that really uh, simplifies things for a, a lot of people um, what have been s any challenges in going virtual uh, virtual as opposed to more in-person approach you were discussing earlier I yes I think it was more about that kind of oversight and management of, of walking the customer through. I think we have adjusted our services to provide that same level of service in this new format. Um, as I mentioned, we set up a call center. We accept virtual appointments. We also have a walk-in uh, counter that is accessible to everyone um, that wants to still come in and have that in-person interface to get kind of an overview of the process to understand if they're having a hard time. We have public-facing laptops so that folks can actually come in, work with a team, and do their uploads. We help you do it. You know, we're going to walk you through it so that you're empowered to then do it yourself at a later date if you need to come back because um, we have a lot of repeat customers, especially if you're complying. We want you to, to come back. So we provide that service, and so we're just making sure that that's outreached. I think a lot of people didn't realize, though the business changed, we still maintain a level of service that the citizens expect. And the permit library helps provide a landing page where we can direct you if you want to figure this out on your own. But if you need help, we provide all of the relevant contact information by agency, by department. So we give you an explanation of if this is your area of concern, this is the subject matter expert, here's how you reach out to us. So we're still very much available. And so this permit library page and our introductory page to come into our agency better explains that we're still accessible and how we remain accessible, even though the actual submission is not in the paper form any longer, which we believe is more efficient. Um, we have a lot of people that don't work within Fairfax County. They do the business here, but their offices are not here. And so it allows for folks to work remotely. Um, so we do believe that's still more efficient, and that was the way to do it. And our other jurisdictions, you know, are doing that as well. But when we went to that change, we understood that we still have to provide resources and materials that help bring the customer along with us through that process. And that's what this achieves. Is there a difference or a separation between commercial and residential? I'm, a, I'm approaching it from that residential angle, but... Uh... Yes. So commercial, as you probably suspect, can be a little more complex. Mm -hmm. The development process, there are different regulations. Uh, we have our um, Virginia Statewide Building Code, which regulates those building permit requirements and a need for inspections, building inspections. And that applies residential or commercial and breaks it out, different requirements depending on which category you're in. Uh, we also have site-related codes and policies. A lot of them are mandated from the state, from the Department of Environmental Quality, DEQ, and we enforce at the local level. And then we also have our zoning ordinance, our local zone, you know, zoning ordinance that people are usually familiar with. There's kind of talking about setbacks and things of that nature. And so your, your permit really serves as that authorization, the way to tell the county what you're trying to do, for the county to look at all of the different complicated codes and regulations to see are you meeting the minimum necessary requirements to build this safely, to have as limited impact on the environment if you do 
you know, address that and then get that approval and then allow for inspections to make sure you're building as necessary for the safety of, of you and, and the community. And so it's really important those permits serve a purpose, but it's often um, hard to decipher when that permit is required and when not. And so we try to create a resource and outreach around it so that homeowners feel like they understand. Commercial properties usually have an easier way in knowing that they need some kind of regulatory oversight. Um, we've noticed the homeowner is the one who usually isn't as aware of when the regulatory body should be involved. But are they um, located in the same place in the library? Yes. So in the library, we have separated out content by building versus site. So we really have two worlds that we focus on in land development services. We call building kind of that horizontal, putting up a structure, and site um, or rather, sorry, the other way around, uh, building is the vertical and site is that horizontal. It's that land component, the moving of the dirt that to construct improvements, uh, where building is the actual improvement itself for the structure. So we break out the library first by building and the categories within building and site and the categories within site. And then under each category is a subset of categories to break out residential versus commercial um, there are some that apply to both. You may amend your permit, regardless of it being residential or commercial. You have a change you made. You need to do a revision. So we have uh, put it in categories that break that down. That actually matches exactly how you would find the categories laid out in our permitting system plus. So the idea was you could have the permitting system up on one screen or one page and have this permit library up in the other and they navigate in the same way so that you can literally see the category. You know you're in building, you know you're in residential because you're home, and then you know you're a deck, and then you have the permit library up and you find it the same way. We have infographics. You have a couple right in front of you that help explain what's what the difference is for residential versus commercial, and then further goes into the different types of projects under each so that a word that we use as alteration might not be as meaningful to a homeowner or even a contractor, they may think it's an addition. So we explain the terms. We provide pictures and examples to help someone get started in understanding which category they fall under. And that's all outlined on the permit library. I'm speaking with Brandy Mueller, Customer and Technical Support Center Branch Chief in Land Development Services. We're talking about the permit library that has just uh, they have just put up. And it's a pretty impressive resource for builders and residents alike. Um, but Brandy, I want to talk uh, very foundationally for a minute. What is the importance of permitting? It seems like a pain. <laughs> yes, I can see how as a regulatory requirement, that can seem like another bureaucratic process. But again, the whole mission for land development services is to, is to really provide those safe and sustainable communities. And so that's really our foundational concern. That's the state's foundational concern, and then we implement it at the local level. And so we're really looking to achieve safety, first and foremost, uh, for the individual resident, as well as their neighboring community. And we're also simultaneously trying to look at that improvement and consider the environment. You know, that is a very real consideration to look at the impacts 
we develop now in a very different way than we did 50 years ago. And so our regulations have moved along with that. And, and we make sure that we look at an improvement and consider all of those life safety and environmental factors that the homeowner or contractor don't necessarily have to consider. Um, and we walk through what those requirements are and help make sure that project meets the minimum necessary. We, we don't do more than we have to. Regulations are to achieve the minimum necessary to achieve compliance. And so we walk people through, we're just the connector. We're the bridge between what you want to build and how to build it safely. Uh, all you have to do is sit in on a Board of Zoning Appeals meeting, which I've done way too many times, but uh, to notice how um, those requirements have have evolved over time. You can see how uh, structures built in the 70s paid m far less attention to um, environmental um, considerations. Um, so that seems to be an ever-evolving thing. What about scammers? It seems like building and land development seems it seems uh, an area rife or, or just ready for scammers to move in. Uh, is there anything that LDS does through through the permitting process that helps assuage some of that? So we do have a dedicated team within land development services that focuses on public outreach for those items. They will go to events um, that are either from county-sponsored events or will go to kind of our local businesses like Lowe's and Home Depot and have a representative there that kind of explains not only how to obtain a permit when it's required so that you, you know from the county themselves when this information is there, Another reason why the permit library is there to help educate a homeowner who may be seeking a contractor. But we also provide information on, on the permit library when a contractor should be hired. Um, we have we link to a website for you know connecting at the state level on researching contractors, their license to see if they have any open complaints associated, so that you are as a homeowner empowered and informed to hire a professional uh, that hopefully will not land that way. If it does, we, we have other agencies that provide that support for going, navigating, you know, a complaint. Um, but the permit library just focuses on informing the customer upfront for what work may better be served by a contractor and how to find that information about that contractor. So we have all the links wow. that are available in that one spot. That uh, that last bit that you mentioned is really impressive because, uh, you know, everyone's, you walk into that uh, process of hiring a new contractor with some, you know, trepidation. You don't, yes. unless they come personally recommended. And then even then, mm -hmm. we've all probably been burned a time or two. So the fact that you can go into this library and research the people you may be hiring to do the work that you just found out you need a permit for anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a that's a huge that's a huge service. So it's a research thing as well. Yes. Um, okay, I want to run a scenario by you. Um, <clears throat> I have a, a screened-in porch and I want to enclose it. Mm -hmm. um, how would I use the library? What would be the the best way as a resident for me to use the library, going from the idea to having it built? So the first thing you could do is search Fairfax County permits. You could Google that or which, whatever your preferred search engine, and you will land on the permit library page. It will be one of the first, if not the top now, uh, search result that is produced. And that will take you to this homepage, the permit library. And on that page, you will see the you will either see the, the organized structure I explained, building versus site, but you will see infographics up front um, that are residential and commercial, which record is right for me. 
And that's the quickest way to just open that infographic and see visually pictures and explanation of here's what you're going to apply for if it's a deck, a screen porch. We have those common ones. And here's what you'll do otherwise. And so that will give you the language. That infographic right up front gives you the language of what record type you're going to need. And then there are hyperlinks to take you right in to the corresponding guide on the permit library. So it should be easy. You find the information for the first time. You see your answer. You click on it. Then you're on the page that says, OK, now you're under an addition um, permit type. And every permit library page looks exactly the same. So that the nice thing is whether you're residential, commercial, building, or site, we formatted each page to look and feel the same. So that if you have to go across pages, because now you have to consider the site element, do I need a plat? What do I need? Um, they, they feel the same to the customer for usability. So uh, right up front, you're going to see introductory text that explains why an addition permit is appropriate for you. So you know you've landed in the right spot. And then as you navigate down, it says, here's what's on this page. Requirements, what's next, the review process. And so as you scroll down, it walks you through systematically what you're going to do. It links to plus because maybe you you don't know we have a permit system. So very, you know, in the front of that page, right up front, you're going to see, OK, you're ready to submit. Who should submit? That's where we have that contractor discussion. Should you hire a contractor? If you need more information about that, here's where you go. But let's say you've, you've moved on from there and now you're ready to submit. Please do all your submissions in our plus system. Hyperlink here. If you don't have a plus account, here's how you get that set up. Here's a helpful YouTube video that walks you through how to set up an account. So any of these great resources we've developed, we put them all right there so that you're walking through. Then you go into Plus, and it's going to say, here's the required documents. And you're going to see all of the requirements, again, hyperlinked. So if you've got to have a form completed because you're going to do this as an owner, then you've got to sign an affidavit that you're the owner. So we're going to have that there, and we're going to tell you why you need that. And we're going to link right there so you can get it in. And then we're going to tell you, with these requirements, now you can submit. And we have a YouTube video that walks you through, here's how you submit. Here's how you upload. And then we're going to say, and what's next, right? I upload, great. Well, what's next? You go through the review process. Here's who reviews. You know, and again, these are the most common scenarios. Everyone could be a little different. But we try to go over the most common process. And so we speak to the language of the reviews you will see building review, site review, zoning review. We use the words that you will see in the system. And we hyperlink to their pages. So if you want to learn more about them, what, what does a zoning review entail? What are they going to look like? Well, you click that page and they go over. I'm going to look at setbacks. I'm going to look at the distance from that screen porch to your property line. Whatever it is, they're going to kind of explain that at a high level. And then it's going to say, here's how you pay. Here's what your fee is going to be. It's going to hyperlink to our fee schedule so you can get an, an assumption of what that's going to cost. And then it says, and after it's issued, where do I get my per where do I get my permit? It says, well, permit's issued here. Here's how you find it in the system, YouTube video. And then it walks through, and next up is inspections. And so here's how you request inspections. Here's our page. And then at the very end, besides the survey, it says, if you still have questions about this, call our customer experience team. That is our call center. They are a dedicated team of professionals to help you navigate if you still have questions or if you have landed on one of those steps and now need a little more help. You call that number, and you reach out to us, and we'll get you where you need to go. This sounds like a it takes all the intimidation and all the guesswork out. It's literally holding your hand through the process. And uh, I'm sure that that will be 
greatly appreciated by residents and builders alike. Uh, to me, one thing that really resonated is uh, that you say that you're basically teaching people the language. It's like mm -hmm. when you take your car in, if you know nothing about cars, you're like, sure, give me a new manifold. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Uh, same thing with house building. Yes. Um, so to kind of arm people with some of the knowledge of, <clears throat> pardon me, what people might be saying, what the terminology is so that you're not intimidated, I think that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. What, what advice would you give as we wrap up here to, to residents especially, but also builders, a lot of people doing business and building in Fairfax. What, what advice would you give people who are, who are thinking about building but are stymied by the process? Um, any encouragement through the permit library that could help them get going? Yes, I think part of what stymies the, the process or, or intimidates people in advance is, like you said earlier, is just the lack of knowing, the lack of information. And so this permit library is the resource to provide that information. So the first thing we want to do is outreach that and let you know it does exist. So I want to encourage you to use this resource, to find this resource. We've made it as searchable as we can. We believe it is easy to find and it is easy to navigate. If that is, so we ask you give that a chance first. And if that is not true, tell me your experience. We have that survey, that feedback form at the bottom of every page. We want to hear from you. What didn't work? What didn't land? What did? Um, because we are going to continue to revisit this and we're going to continue to dedicate our time to make sure it evolves. And so I just encourage, especially the regular submitters, those builders that know this system, they're the perfect candidate to give feedback because they probably know this before it went virtual. They know it now. And they can help us bridge that gap to make sure our customer service focus remains as strong as it did before, if not better. And so I, I think we can only improve not only with involving our own teams, but with involving the customer. So that's our mechanism to do so. Well, Brandy Mueller, thank you so much for coming on the County Conversation and explaining this. It could be a very intimidating uh, process, but uh, the way you've explained it and the way this permit library goes about its business, uh, I think people will be very, very pleased. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time. It's quite a pleasure. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the County Conversation. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our guest, Brandy Mueller, for joining us. Uh, for more Fairfax County news and information, visit fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.